Hello, and welcome to the Polymer Clay Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Holden. This is a space for all things surrounding polymer clay for education, growth, community, and art. Today I'm reviewing the Clay Charm Creations Polymer Clay Jewelry Kit from Five Below. Five Below is kind of like a fancier dollar store where everything is $5 or below. I tried to find this kit online, but I couldn't, so I think it is something that they just sell in store. Before tax, this kit cost $3.25, and after the 6% state tax, my total was $3.45. So for comparison, one 2-ounce package of Sculpey cost between $2.99 and $3.29 at Michael's, and the Michael's ArtSmart brand is $1.79 for a 2-ounce package of polymer clay. This kit claims that you can create over 8 pieces of jewelry. It contains four bags of polymer clay, and each bag contains 0.7 ounces of clay. That brings us to 2.8 total ounces of clay. Cost per ounce, this kit ranks in between the ArtSmart brand and Sculpey. The other materials included in the kit are um, one plastic mold cutter, one 16-inch ball chain, one waxed necklace cord, 41 inches long, two cotton tassels, four head pins, ten jump rings, one gold leaf foil sheet, and instructions. So right off the bat, opening this box up, something looks weird about this clay. It's full of lots of little holes, and it doesn't have the same weight in my hand as, let's say, quote-unquote, real polymer clay does, right? So the clay comes in yellow, blue, white, not really a bright white, and light pink. Not my favorite colors, but let's see if I can make this work. The cutter is a white plastic circle of almost two inches in inner diameter, and that's bigger than the biggest circle cutter that I use in my practice. The width of the walls of the cutter are a millimeter thick, which feels kind of thick to me, because for reference, my 3D printed cutters are 0.6 millimeters or 0.7 millimeters thick, and my thinnest metal cutters are 0.1 millimeters thick. So the thinner your cutter, the more crisp of a cut you're going to get. The jump rings included in this kit are huge at 10 millimeters. I'm more comfortable using eight millimeter jump rings. The tassels feel a little cheap. Yes, I know what I paid for the kit, right? The gold foil is gently folded in half and is in an envelope, which I thought was a really smart way to package that. On the instructions, I'm seeing a list of things that are not included in this kit, which is to be expected for 345. So here we go. Um, items needed not included. Paper towels, small paintbrush, scissors, rolling pin or jar, and glue. Okay, not bad. Prepare a safe space for creating your artwork. Good advice. Wear old clothes. Good advice. And use paper towels or newspaper to cover your work surface. Ooh, okay. So I think paper towels would deposit lint onto the clay. Um, but it's true, you don't want to use polymer clay on any wood or painted surfaces because it will damage the finish, right? I'm going to be working today on my large um, ceramic tile that I always use. Reading through the instructions, the first bit talks about how to make like a marble pattern in your clay. So my problem with this is that it tells you to roll out the clay to a quarter inch thick, which feels really thick to me, especially if you're making some sort of a jewelry. Um, they say to make a moon shape by using the circle cutter, by cutting the circle first, and then using that circle to cut out the crescent shape again. Um, and they say to use the head pin to make the hole at the top, which, all right, will work. 
that'll be fine. It's not like the most polished, but you know, we can make it work. They also use the head pin when you're making beads to like make that center hole. I've never made beads, but my thought is that they'll come out flat on one side if you just bake them without a rack to keep them off of a flat surface. And then here comes the part about the gold leaf. They say to use a paintbrush and glue to apply the gold leaf, but they don't specify what kind of glue. And I've always just applied gold leaf to unbaked clay because the clay is sticky and will stick. So I'm going to try that. In the instructions, they talk about using jump rings to attach the pieces, but they don't tell you that you'll need pliers to open your jump rings. I think I can muscle them open, but it would hurt your fingers after a while. So now that I've gone through all the instructions, let's try to make something. My goal here is to create eight pieces of jewelry, but here are a couple things, right? Number one, there are no earring studs or earring wires here. The box shows earrings, so I'm not sure how that would work. And then number two, they show a circle earring with a circle cut out of it in the middle, and that middle cut out circle makes the top part of the earring, right? So it's a small circle with a larger circle with a cut out circle in the middle of that. But they don't give you that smaller circle cutter or even reference it, right? They tell you to keep the directions nearby so that you can reference them and reference like the pictures on the box, but they're not giving you the materials needed. First impression when opening the package and seeing the clay is that, wow, this stuff is lightweight. It's full of air holes. It reminds me more of model magic or a dough than polymer clay. It just doesn't have the heft that polymer clay does. I predicted that it would come up with a lot of bubbles in the final product and spoiler alert, it did. So when I opened the clay, it just stuck to the packaging. So I was nervous that it would be sticky, right? But it doesn't stick to your hands, which is nice. The light pink clay stuck the most to the packaging and it stretched as I pulled it off. Now, normally the polymer clay will peel right off the packaging, but this one didn't. The smell of it was very childhood adjacent, but I couldn't quite place the smell. Um, the feel of the clay was almost a little wet, which was bizarre. If I let it sit for a while, the top would feel dry, but the bottom would get wet where it met the tile. And as I'm working with it, I'm like hearing the sound and I'm like, what is going on? It's slime. It feels like bakeable slime. The, the slight, it had like a slight crunch at times. It was a little bit stretchy, the lightweight, everything. It was very slime adjacent. That being said, I did end up wasting some of the clay on the packaging because it wouldn't come off. When I was kneading it, it felt very soft and lightweight, and it was super fun and satisfying to squish, but the consistency picked up every detail of my palm and fingerprints. So the clay came in four colors, right? Light pink, white, yellow, and blue. So one pro is that the pigment stayed firmly in the clay and didn't transfer to my hands like it sometimes will when I'm working with other brands of polymer clay. And for 0.7 ounces of clay in each bag, there was a decent amount of product, probably because it's filled with air. As I was working with it, I was debating if I should run it through my pasta maker, and I'm glad I did because it ran through just fine. I ended up not using my acrylic roller, but now I wonder if that would have been a better idea as after a few passes, the clay started to get a really textured surface. I was also thinking that it might be comfortable to wear these pieces of jewelry I was going to make because it was so, the clay is just so lightweight. 
but looking at the completed pieces, I wouldn't wear any of them. So I thought about it, and I was wondering, would I be upset about this product if I was a kid using it? The experience of using it was fine, but the finished product wasn't up to what I thought it would be. The material didn't stick to itself well, so I didn't try trying I didn't try to make any sort of floral embellishments because I didn't think that they would work. And honestly, I don't want someone to feel bad if this is their first experience with polymer clay and it doesn't go well, especially with this material. That is the material's fault and not user error. So I first started with trying to make my own colors. I took knobs of clay to mix them together. Um, and as I was trying to break off that knob of clay, it didn't just break off like polymer clay. Well, usually you can just like pinch off a little bit. It stretched. The clay marbled together nicely um, by just swirling and smushing it and rolling it in my hands. The blue and the yellow made a decent green. The blue and the white made a lighter blue, but the blue and the light pink made light blue. Very similar to the shade of the blue and the white, which was super disappointing. I was hoping to have like something more, you know? The yellow and the pink made the lightest sort of an orangey yellow. So these four original colors aren't colors that I think would like make a cohesive color palette, right? They don't tell a story of any kind. I wish they had put a magenta or a red instead of the light pink because then the colors would have the same intensity across the board and it would have also allowed for more options on mixing colors. So here I go. I'm mixing my colors. I am ready to go. I roll it through my pasta maker a few times. And at the beginning, I had a smooth product. Although after a few passes, some of the edges would puff up. And then as I went and rolled it more, it got less and less smooth. So I think the air bubbles were like coming to the surface, but because the clay is so stretchy, it wasn't popping. And it just made this like elephant skin texture. Very weird. I wanted to circle back because at the beginning I said that laying down newspapers and paper towels might create lint on your pieces. But this, with this clay, this kit in particular, I think you could because this stuff really just sticks to itself. So as long as you're protecting your surface, you should be fine. So I used the circle cutter to make the moon shape and the clay did not want to cut. The edges would pull and get stringy and not tear itself off at the cutter. And then it stuck to the inside of the cutter and I got fingerprints trying to get it off. I was thinking about sanding the edges, like before I had started the project, I was thinking about sanding the edges of my pieces. But the one good thing is that I could pick up the pieces and tap the edges and like kind of, yeah, just tap the edges and like smooth them over a little bit. And I think it would be smooth enough to wear. Maybe not the prettiest, but smooth enough to wear. And honestly, seeing the way that these came out, I don't think I would be able to sand them. Would they be, I don't think they'd be able to withstand it. Dragging the cutter as I cut out the middle indent part of the crescent part of the moon shape helped. And then I just like folded the torn bits over the edge. I used the head pin to make a hole for the jump ring and I was moving on. So overall, using the head pin to make the holes wasn't great. I much preferred drilling my holes at the end of my project to make my holes or using like a specified like mini micro circle cutter to pop that hole in when it's unbaked. The head pins 
worked okay, but it did stretch the clay a bit and the clay kind of like shrinks back around it a little bit. So I think if you were a kid trying to make this, you're going to get frustrated because I was getting frustrated. So I tested out the gold leaf by putting some polymer clay along the edge of the gold leaf so I get a nice crisp line of gold, right? And then I used my own circle cutter to make some studs, right? Cutting a circle where half of the circle was gold foil and half was the blue clay. And the foil stuck just fine. Only problem I had was cutting them out, you know, with the clay not, it would just like stretch. It wouldn't actually cut. Um, but that was similar to cutting the moon, so I wasn't really surprised. So I decided I would follow the instructions given for marbling the clay, and that went okay. But the part I didn't like about it was that they tell you to like roll your logs, twist them together, you know, reduce, twist, and basically just twisting a whole bunch of times. Eventually, they want you to roll that piece into a ball and flatten it out, right? But when you do that, the design on the ball is the design you're going to get, right? So if that design doesn't come out, well, your whole slab doesn't look good. So that's why I prefer when I'm marbling my clay to make my cane and then cut it apart um, and use those slices to make a slab because I feel like you get just a better overall product, right? Making the beads was okay. Not great, but okay. I used the head pins to try to make the center hole and I found that it worked better to use the thick end of the head pin to make that hole because I was like, this waxed cord that they gave me is pretty thick, right? And so if I'm trying to string that through this little tiny hole, I'm gonna get really frustrated. In the end, this didn't matter as I couldn't find the holes in the finished beads. So I baked the pieces at 275 for 15 minutes. The instruction said to bake between 15 and 25. I took them out and I was like, ah, I think they could use five more minutes. So I put them back in. So I baked for a total of 20 minutes. And in the end, I had one stud bake fully out of all the things I made. I think the outside cures a little bit, but the inside didn't and everything was very squishy. Now, when I'm using my own polymer clay, I do bake at 275 degrees Fahrenheit, but I bake it for an hour, right? I put it in as my oven is preheating and I set a timer for 75 minutes. I think my oven preheats for about 15 minutes. That's just how I do it. I knew that baking it for that little time might not work, but what was happening is all these pieces were just puffing up, right? My pieces weren't necessarily smooth because of this like elephant skin texture I'd referenced earlier, but it was, it was so weird. It was so weird. So I decided to bake a test circle of approximately a quarter inch thick, like the instructions said, but that had no hope of baking in the allotted 20 minutes. And that even had this like bit of clay squirt out from the inside. It was so weird. I've never seen that happen before. Nothing stayed flat. Things curled up, the beads deflated, and the studs have depressions in the middle where they used to be flat. And all my pieces stuck to the paper. And when I'm baking polymer clay, like it might stick to the paper, but I was afraid that the paper was going to rip up with these pieces. So I baked these pieces on a cookie sheet with a sheet of regular computer paper, 
it's not supposed to stick to the paper. <laughs> it's just not supposed to happen. So I was, I, as I'm working, you know, I'm writing down my thoughts for this episode and I went back to clean up the clay after I was done. You know, I left the clay out while I'm working on what I'm going to say today. A crust had formed on the outer surface. And when I needed the clay, it made that crust just made lumps in the clay. Now that won't happen with polymer clay. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm not thinking that this is real polymer clay. Overall, while I had high hopes for this product, I do not recommend it. One out of five stars. I had really high hopes for it to be a great try it kit, but I didn't. But it really just didn't deliver. Um, it says it's for ages six plus. It might be fun to play with, but I think you'd get discouraged by the end result. Uh, my main reason is that I think you'll be frustrated by both the process and the final product. I was hoping it would be a great try it kit because to have an, a product where at $3.45 you can try a medium, have success with it would be fantastic, but unfortunately that wasn't the case. We'll try again next time, right? Thank you so much for listening to the Polymer Clay Podcast. If you have any topics for the podcast, please drop me a line, Haley at holdenanote.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at holdenanote. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave a rating and tell your friends so we can grow this community. For more information, please visit www.holdenanote.com. The music in this episode is Bright Wish by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 License.